Welcome to Ready to Launch, a special series about entrepreneurship in MENA. This series is a collaboration between Riada, a Wilson Center podcast hosted by Marissa Khurma, director of the Wilson Center's Middle East program, and the Straight Up Startup, hosted by myself, Rajai Sahouri from Amman, Jordan. We highlight Women's History Month in today's episode by zooming into the world of women entrepreneurship in the MENA region. Our guest, Maryam Hassani, is the co-founder of Hydrowind Energy, a clean tech startup in the UAE, which aims to develop disruptive systems to address the challenges of low-cost electricity, seawater desalination, and more. Hydrowind Energy was listed amongst the top 100 startups shaping the fourth industrial revolution by the World Economic Forum. Maryam, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Maryam, uh, so what's your story with um, Hydrowind Energy and why did you choose the um, entrepreneurial path? Well, it uh, all started as I was um, basically trying to find my place within the ecosystem as a fresh grad. Uh, I didn't quite know where I wanted to, where, what field I wanted to be in and what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was actually undecided in university up until the last semester. So it's very much uh, like me going to the registrar and, and them kind of telling me what I, what I had majored in this last uh, four years with them, just given mm-hmm. that I, I always wanted to take the approach of pursuing what I'm passionate in. So I would take the randomest of classes and, and ended up with one major and three minors. So mm-hmm. I, wow. I really wanted to, to keep on that track, um, even once I had graduated, given I had such a diverse um, educational background um, and I found myself in management consulting and from there again I really thrived in the diversity of the projects uh, I got to work on and um, one specific project led me to um, uh, acting as a innovation ecosystem enabler so I got to meet a lot of different startups from around the world that were interested and attracted to the UAE to set up and and really grow their business uh, here in, in the UAE, specifically in Dubai. Um, and that's actually how I got to meet Hydrowind Energy and our and their CEO, uh, Lee King. It was through one of the accelerators that, that we were running. And um, I was part of the application evaluation uh, um, committee or, or the team that was in charge of attracting these startups. And I just got drawn to, to the mission statement. I mean, trying to solve the three of the <laughs> the world's largest challenges from yeah. uh, energy generation to uh, energy uh, grid scale energy storage and seawater desalination it's quite a it's quite a, a grand goal of ours yeah. and we're making some good some good strides towards it i mean unfortunately and maybe actually fortunately for me hydrowind energy didn't get into um, that particular accelerator program yeah. But from there, I, I had the opportunity to sit down and learn more about the the company, and was invited um, to join on as a co-founder and chief innovation officer. That's fantastic. Uh, I mean, like great story. Uh, on to you, Marissa. Thank you, Rajai, and welcome, Maryam, uh, to our um, Ready to Launch series. Um, I could not um, help but, I guess, ask you. Uh, these questions about um, what is it like to be in this ecosystem as a woman 
particularly because we're also highlighting women entrepreneurship and women entrepreneurs this month. Uh, I know in other countries, women face some challenges in accessing finance. Um, but what is it like to uh, be part of that ecosystem as a woman co-founder? Um, and uh, what does the UAE government provide in terms of support uh, to help you address some of these challenges? I mean, that's a great question. At least from my experience, both um, I guess backstage and also in, in, in front stage of the innovation ecosystem as a woman, I found that it, especially in the UAE, given the novelty or rarity of women in, in such positions, it's quite embraced, actually. And, and there are, I wouldn't say there is plenty of um, women-specific uh, programs, but I do feel that there is, um, there is a shared... Um, a shared want to support women in the ecosystem, especially when when they they're in a, they prove themselves in some sort of way or take that uh, initiative. Entrepreneurship in general, I think, is very much um, encouraged and empowered here, especially given the UAE's mission and, and leadership's mission to attract and retain talent. There is no okay. question that I'm. It's been said that the true value of, of, the, of the nation is in its people, both in its citizens and its residents. So along that track of, of um, really trying to nurture that ecosystem and make sure that all the infrastructure is in place from policies, regulations, and uh, procurement even, to really ensure that, that those that have a dream or have that initiative are given kind of like a sandbox to test, test it out and even partner and have um, and or secure pilots with public mm -hmm. sector entities. So um, mm. are there specific uh, programs to encourage more women like yourself into the ecosystem? There, to my knowledge, there is one in, um, that's run out of uh, FinTech High in the IFC. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know someone who was a part of that program. However, I myself uh, wasn't because I, I never felt the need to go to a specific program for women. Uh, I I really do feel that all programs are open to their, I mean, their main priority is a good idea, both for short-term and long-term gain. And I think if you have, that's the beauty of the innovation ecosystem. If you have a good idea, you're given the space to to run with it. Yeah, and I'd like I want to follow up on that, Mariam. So since you've worked on an incubator, and like you know, as you said, uh, like it's about uh, the great idea, and you're fighting for a big one, you know, with uh, with like hydro wind in terms of energy and the and the seawater desalination. Like this is this is like huge problems that are facing the world, specifically the Middle East. Um, so tell us more about like a woman in the energy sector. Um, what are the challenges they are facing and, you know, um, how can they address it? How they, can the government address it? Incubators, uh, just tell us more about the ecosystem of that. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the energy sector is always one that's uh, vibrant, especially here in the UAE, given, given UAE's position in the oil and gas industry. And, uh, also, the pledge is to, to be net zero by, I think it was 2040. So that's quite an ambitious uh, a pledge. 
And I think there are um, strides to really making, to in trying to ensure that we're getting as close as possible to that. So I would talk in more general terms. Um, the industry itself, especially when it comes to te technology-based um, startups, it does, uh, because it requires such um, heavy um, um, capital or investment, it, I would say it requires patient investment. There's a lot of R&D that goes uh, into this. And what, we're, um, what our technology is based on is basically we're disrupting the whole industry by trying to create a completely clean um, approach to water desalination and energy um, generation and storage. So that's never been done before. But our, our methods are proven. However, the way in which we uh, have them working together is what's, uh, what's behind the innovation here. So we have um, found a lot of interest actually, even, even abroad uh, with, invest with international investment groups that have actually, we've secured a pledge for um, about uh, 50 million euros uh, post uh, our IPOing, inshallah, and hopefully. Uh, to to actually create our system and, and have it be um, piloted on a larger scale. So we are currently working on a subscale model, which we hope to pilot off the coast of Fijera sometime this year. Um, and yeah, we're just super busy just going towards our goal. And as of yet, we haven't faced any major hurdles. It's more along the lines of our momentum and, 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 and us, the way in which we keep going. And, and as a startup, you Right, Fili, so it's all internalized, right? You have to, you have to be, keep motivated, keep pushing, and um, have the product speak for itself. Thank you for that, Mariam. It's definitely a disruption to the sector. Um, and I want to uh, zoom into that a little bit because the MENA region is, uh, according to the latest report by the Congressional Research Service on climate change in the Middle East, remains to be the most um, affected or to be affected by climate change. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of the poorest um, regions when it comes to uh, water and sometimes the most ill-prepared. Of course, there are variations across the region, but it's generally ill-prepared at large. So I'm wondering how um, you also through this startup coordinate efforts with other countries in the region but you as a woman co-founder also try to reach out and see, well, who else is in this space? Um, who are the women leaders in that space? Um, and how can you work together to make sure that all voices are heard, uh, especially given the role of women in water management at the, um, uh, you know, sort of smaller city and rural levels? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I would say that um, there are plentiful opportunities to to kind of meet others uh, in the field. For example, there is there is large global events that that uh, are held um, around the UAE, um, like ADIPAC, for example, by ADNOC, um, Sustainability Week that uh, has uh, influence over from Mustar. So there are a lot of um, very uh, prominent and, and leading organizations and, and entities here in the UAE that are, are really pushing to, to, to attract the latest technologies and like the most 
promising um, startups in the field of um, renewables, uh, oil and gas, and so on, and giving them the opportunity again to test their products here and, and seeing how best to, to leverage what's, what's out there. And just personally, um, I mean, I had attended a few events this year on like for for uh, hydro wind energy and as and as a member of the of the startup and uh, i hadn't actually seen that many women in the field I'm, I'm, i wouldn't go far as to say i i i know the reasons why but um i assume it's just it's a field that hasn't yet kind of taken off in in the traditional startup sense I think um, in our day and age, we were always attracted by the next tech startup, which are obviously attractive for, for the right of um, easy, being e easily scalable or being in a field or industry that's um, very consumer heavy. But I, yeah, I mean, I don't really have the answer to that, honestly. <laughs> But um, I think it's getting there. It's, like I said, it requires a lot of research and it, it would require a lot of passion. I mean, like, I wouldn't be able to do this alone. I mean, the, the large team behind Hydrowind, I think all the credit does go to them, our team of engineers and, and um, those who really um, handle the technical side. Uh, and, and in terms of, you said you've attended some of those sort of regional meetings. Um, were there other women in this sector who were also um, part of sort of similar initiatives or projects? Honestly, none come to mind. I know that's not the, the, most, uh, um, the most encouraging thing to say, but... Um, but it's an important data point, right? So yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't have that. Not that I know of. I mean, I can't say that I, I've met every startup in the field. Sure. Um, either locally or internationally. But to my, to my observation, mm -hmm. there are not that many women in mm -hmm. at least the startup field in, in renewables. And that, and that is uh, what the data is telling us, you know, from the research side as well. Uh, so uh, we actually uh, hosted a panel discussion on women and leadership in, in the water sector. So we will be more than happy to connect you with some of these um, uh, women leaders also to start that conversation. Yeah, that would be great. But I do think that one, like it is getting there in some way, slow but steady, because from what I know, the UAE, given its, its passion to and, um, and goal um, in the renewable space and, and, the, and clean energy space, um, there are certain programs in place for youth, uh, youth from different universities and also um, those just interested in, in, in um, the environment. So I'm not, again, don't quote me on this. I'm not exactly sure what the program is called, but um, there is a, some sort of an ambassador uh, program where youth are encouraged to learn more about uh, the part they play in, in um, preserving the, the environment and also encouraging them from an academic perspective to pursue that field. So who knows, maybe in the next... Uh, five to 10 years, we'll have a lot more women in the field. And I really look forward to that. Thank you so much, um, Mariam. It's really important to invest in youth. So that's a very good point. Rajai? 
Absolutely. And, you know, uh, um, like as you said, Marissa, like uh, as part of, you know, investing in youth, uh, I really like how, you know, um, you hopped on Hydrowind Energy to to specifically also bring um, innovation to be part of their, um, you know, structure. And I want to ask you more about that, Mariam. Um, like, like, tell us more about your role in 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 bringing innovation to Hydrowind Energy. Um, how was your experience? Um, um, how did that disrupt the clients, uh, the work, etc.? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. So I can't say I play much of a role in the technical <laughs> engineering side, but um, where I find myself um, uh, most most um, most passionate or most useful in, within the startup is in partnerships through the partnership uh, lens to making sure that we're we're aware of the of of all opportunities we have around us um, facilitating meetings with uh, prominent um, local um, private and public entities as well as I mean I myself has to have taken a, an interest in um, the customer side of it. So how we speak to um, those that we're trying to serve, even if it if it be through a large water company, it's it's very much we're trying to we're trying to tell a story here. And because of what we're trying to do and how that our our ambitious goal, you kind of you need that buy-in. It all starts with a story and and, um, and sort of a mission that people have to buy into and 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 see the true potential and to really get started in something like this. So I really have taken an interest in that. And um, one of our more recent projects uh, alongside the larger uh, technology systems that we're developing is um, a, a smaller handheld water desalination device that we actually commercialized in a little over a year and had launched a public campaign on Indiegogo. So, and we were so humbled by by the support and attention that it got. I mean, we received orders from around 96 countries. Um, and again, that's like taking taking an interest in our story, right? Where we came up with the only uh, the, or the lowest cost handheld water cyanation device. And, and we found that um, initially it was created for humanitarian purposes, given that it, it was a b2c product it could be used by anyone um but also we found that it had practical applications to the marine sector and um survivalists and uh, just uh, outdoor enthusiasts so just creating though these sort of systems in, in such a in such a, a needed field like providing clean water uh, clean drinking water from something like uh, from seawater in such a sim simple but elegant way, um, yeah, we were we were super humbled, and that really that really um, kept us focused, and also proved to us that we are on the right track, and and we're gathering a lot of momentum. Thank you, um, uh, Mariam. The innovative part is key, and uh, more research has also indicated that diverse teams uh, contribute to more innovation uh, when it comes to an organization or, or um, group or a startup setting. Um, and I wonder, 
if um, if part of the plan moving forward also is for you to ensure that you are more proactive about bringing in more diverse voices and perhaps more women into the equation. So um, I don't know what the gender setup is in your team, um, but how can you involve more women and more perhaps diverse teams as part of the of the work that you're doing in order to also uh, contribute more to innovation? I mean, yeah, I mean, we actually thrive on on diversity. Hydrowind um, has a we have about 40 passionate people working for us and we're quite uh, gender balanced, actually. Um, again, it just takes that that spark, right? Like when you can get behind a mission and and you it really resonates with you. It's all in the work, um, whether it be a, a woman or, or a man. It's all a matter of, of uh, in the end of the day, it's that what really matters is, is, the, is what the product and or impact the product will produce. And we really take pride in that. And, and our team, I think, also speaks towards that. Rajai, you had a question, yes. I see. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, this is actually amazing, and and I also want to highlight that um, you know you 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 like um, you worked on the back end of that process, and now on the front end, Mariam. So, how do you feel um, that has affected your journey in terms of you know zooming in, working with the startups, uh, helping them to set um, you know their branch, their operations in the UAE, and now actually you know. Um, you know, like uh, dropping this to work with one that you believe in that mission uh, of and and you want to, you know, make them uh, progress and, you know, following your passion. Can you tell us more about that and how would, you know, how, how did it affect your personality? I mean, that's a great question because I, I think that was um, a major driving point for me. Um, I think there's, there's always like these little tells as to when you require a, a career change or, or when, when you have a better opportunity for growth. And I think that's what my position as an um, ecosystem enabler got me. So being able to work with startups and being behind the scenes just made me so, I mean, so drawn to, to being um, or working in a startup itself, right? You always, you're almost like behind the curtains, but you want to be center stage and really, really, delving deeper um, into into a startup there's only so much you can do when you're when you're behind the scenes and it just takes um, a startup and 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 it's um, I mean what it stands for and what it's trying to achieve to really um, light that spark in you I think that's what happened with me in hydro with energy thank you so much for sharing that I think um, that speaks volumes to um, uh, the trust that you had that made you basically jump in and join. And that gives me a really good opportunity to ask you our, you know, wrap up uh, question, which is, you know, the before you launch words of wisdom. Um, if you have one or two or even three uh, sort of nuggets of wisdom um, from your own experience that you'd like to share with others about, uh, you know, taking risks and jumping in um, as a co-founder of a startup, um, particularly to those young men and especially women who want to start their own business or that have one and want to scale it, what would you say to them? 
I would say jump right in. <laughs> there's there's um there's a risk in being comfortable. And I think when you feel at any point in time that you're not learning anymore or those around you or, or what you're doing doesn't inspire you, that's probably the time you you need to move and and, and I think the the world has so many problems worth solving. And it's just a matter of you finding that problem that speaks to you. And that's going to be your fuel um, to, to solve for it. And when you solve the problem that, that so many others face, you're, you really are on the right track. And there's a level of satisfaction you gain from that that is unmatched in, in, any, in any, let's say, typical <laughs> nine-to-five job. So if you have that drive and, and it's just a matter of, of trusting in yourself and, and, and trusting in, in the problem as well. So there is research that has to be done, of course, validating it and so on. But there is so much to gain in the, in the field just because of there's rapid growth uh, and, and the, you've, you would have the opportunity to meet such interesting people that you'll learn so much from. So my advice to the youth or those kind of on the fence is why not like dip your feet in it and, and, and see where it takes you. Fantastic. And, and that a lot of it has to do with um, following your instincts too. Um, so thank you so much for being with us and sharing your thoughts uh, and your story. Jai. Thank you, Marissa. It's a pleasure. Thank you, thank you thank Mariam. You, and, and uh, you know, onwards and upwards. <laughs> Great speaking to you. Thank you so much for having me again. This podcast is funded by a grant from the United States Department of State. The opinions, findings, and conclusions of this podcast are those of our guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the U.S. Department of State.